we are going to partake. We are going to celebrate one of the great traditions that, that uh, Jesus has given us in the Lord's Supper or communion in just a few minutes. And as, as we think about that, before we do that, I just want to take us to God's Word here very briefly. And I want to begin uh, by asking a question, okay? And this is, this is audience participation. So kids, uh, raise your hand and, and adults, uh, raise, raise your hand and uh, help me out here, okay? What comes to your mind when you hear the word abundance? Abundance. Anybody besides Diana? <laughs> Over here, Yvonne. What food? Thanksgiving, abundance of food. We're all looking forward to that, right? Okay, Diana, you can go second. Cornucopia of vegetables. Okay, not what I think of when I think about abundance, but uh, cornucopia is a good uh, November word. Ginger. Okay, over and beyond. Perhaps over and beyond uh, what you what you already need. A cornucopia of meat. Now you're talking. How about that chili challenge last week? Wasn't that great? Man. My mouth is still watering. That's... Anybody over here? When you when the, when you hear the word abundance, what comes to your mind? Let me put it. Let me frame it differently. When you hear the word abundance and you think about Frisco or Collin County, what comes to your mind of the of abundance that we have here, Landon? Huh? Money. He said it first. Okay. This is not a giving talk, by the way. Just, I'm not making that connection. Money, what else do we have an abundance of in Collin County? Yes, sir. More than you need. More than you need. All of us, pretty much. More than we need. Kids, hear that. We have more than we need. Okay? What else do we have an abundance of? Yes, sir. A lot. Okay, another synonym. What else? Yes. Electronics? We have a lot of electronics, a lot of IT uh, industry around here. Yes, Son, Braxton, what do we have an abundance of? Here's, I'll tell you what we have an abundance of, chicken restaurants. We have an abundance of chicken restaurants. What else? How about just stores in general? I mean, we have so, many, so much retail. I think, you know, Collin County, Frisco is one of the highest, you know, uh, retail, uh, condensed retail in, in the square miles that we are here. What, what else do we just have a lot of in Collin County? Athletes, okay, yeah, lots of, lots of athletes, lots of schools. Thank you. How many high schools will we have next fall? I didn't look this up, but 12? Is that right, 12 Frisco high schools? Not to count McKinney and Allen and Plano and all. Nine right now? Wow. Anybody know how many schools total, elementary, middle school? 54 elementary schools, wow. Lots of kids, that means lots of kids. Lots of schools. It also means lots of homes, right? It also means lots of chicken. What else? Lots of stores. Dale? Road construction. Yeah, an abundance of road construction. What, so, what's that? Okay, traffic. We have an abundance of bad drivers. That's what my wife keeps saying. Uh, that's why we don't give you guys uh, Centennial Church bumper stickers because we're scared of the uh, representation that you might make around the community as you pull in front of people. Those people, those Centennial Church people. 
Anything else? What do we have? An abundance of? That's, that's a lot, right? That's an abundance of things uh, that are abundant. Um, I want to turn your attention this morning as we think about abundance and we think about thanksgiving and this idea of having an attitude of gratitude. I want to turn us in the scriptures to Paul's words in Colossians. Okay, just briefly, two verses here. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. And listen to what he says we should be abounding in, okay? What we should have an abundance of. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Having an abundance of thanksgiving. That's what he's saying here. He's, he's talking to these people that are believers and he's giving them kind of a recipe for maturity. If you go back up to uh, chapter 1, verse 28, he says this, one of uh, my favorite verses, uh, 128 says, Him we proclaim, Jesus, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Mature in Christ. Paul's goal seems to be that we're proclaiming Christ, that our lives might be centered on Christ, that we might become mature. And as you get down to chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, as he's talking about you've received Christ, Jesus is Lord. How how have you received him as Lord? We receive him as, as Lord by grace through faith. Simply by believing in Jesus We come into this relationship with God where we're now his sons and daughters and we're forgiven. And he doesn't want us to just become born of God, just babies in God's family, but he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow up into adulthood, into maturity, and he describes that by saying, walking in him, rooted and built up in him. That's the idea of maturing, of growing, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught. And there is this idea of teaching and being instructed in the faith of biblical teaching. But then he gives this result of what I would say, this result of being mature. And what is it? It's abounding in thanksgiving. A lot of translations have that as overflowing in thanksgiving. What he's saying is, Because of what God has done in your life and the more you're rooted and established in your faith, the more thankful you become. You abound in thanksgiving. What would it look like in a culture of abundance for you and I to abound in thanksgiving? To be grateful people. You know, it's, it's interesting. We live in a land, we live in a culture where we have so much and so much to be thankful for, and yet oftentimes we are some of the least thankful, most ingrate people uh, around. But God is telling us through Paul here that, that the mark of maturity and the mark of growing in a relationship with Christ is to abound in thanksgiving. Why? Because ultimately everything is a gift from God. Everything is a gift from God. None of us chose when we would be born. 
None of us chose the families that we would be born into or the place in the world that we would be born. And yet we have these blessings all around us. And I don't think God has given us these blessings to make us feel guilty and that we should feel bad that we live in America or that we live in the area that we do. But he does expect that we be grateful. And not just that we have an attitude of gratitude, but we actually give thanks. Give thanks. We're, this is the season of thanksgiving. But get this, in the New Testament, the Christian life is supposed to be, is called, we're called to be in a continual life of thanksgiving, abounding in thanksgiving. And thank you for my notes there, Owen. Uh, one, one uh, I, I can't remember who did this, but um, somebody has said that shorthand for the Christian life, just the story of the Christian life, you can summarize by three words. And those three words, the story of the Christian goes like this, guilt, grace, and gratitude. Guilt, grace, and gratitude. That's our story. That's the story of a Christian, that we are guilty, that we've, we've run from God, we've rejected God, or we've ignored God. We've run from God, we've sinned against God, so we are therefore guilty before God. But the good news is that the Bible says, Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He paid for our guilt. In our guilt, God has given us grace, and our response to that grace is supposed to be gratitude abounding in thanksgiving, abounding in gratitude. As we come to the Lord's table this morning, the Lord's table, communion, is a thanksgiving meal. It's us being reminded of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and it's giving him thanks. As we take the bread and we dip it in the cup, we are saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. The cup and the bread, tact, tactilely, is that a word? Uh, physically, tactfully, no, not tactfully. Tactile is a word, thank you. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? But physically, sixth grade, sorry. As you take the bread and the cup, you are physically being reminded of your guilt. That we have rejected God and we are therefore guilty, but not only that, but we're also reminded not just of our guilt, but of God's grace. Because as we look at the bread and the juice, we're reminded of Christ's blood and his body that was broken to take away our guilt and to make us children of God, right? Guilt, grace, and gratitude. As the uh, servers come forward and the band comes forward, I just want to read to you uh, Jesus' words. If you're serving communion, go ahead and come on up and uh, get the elements and band if you want to go ahead and come up. Kids, I want you to look to your parents as to whether they uh, want you to participate in this uh, celebration this morning. Some of you may not yet be old enough or understand, and so I want you to uh, look to your parents as to whether it's time for you to participate in this uh, Thanksgiving meal or not, okay? But listen, uh, you guys can go ahead and get the elements. Um,
Listen to Jesus' words as he uh, inaugurates this practice of communion. And uh, it's recorded in the scriptures in three different places. And, and each time it's recorded, Jesus always says that he, the, that he breaks the bread and he pours the cup and he gives thanks. Some of you that may have grown up or been a part of the Catholic Church, you'll know, to, you, you'll know that communion is called the Eucharist. And Eucharist is a Greek word that means to give thanks. The Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table is a Thanksgiving meal. And it reminds us of our guilt, of our grace, and it reminds us to be grateful. So uh, would you close your eyes with me and just hear the words of the Scripture here? And then I will uh, pray for us. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. I want to give you a moment just with heads bowed and eyes closed just to do business with the Lord and uh, tell Him thanks. Clear your mind, pause, and just tell the Lord what you're thankful for in the quietness of your heart right now. Father God, we ask your forgiveness for our ingratitude to be a, a people with such abundance and so many options and to be so forgetful and to be so often so ungrateful. Forgive us, Father. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us, the blessing, the gift of living in this land, of being a part of this great country being a part of this great church, of our families, our loved ones, the abundance of food that we have, the safe community that we live in, the beautiful homes and the relative ease that we enjoy. But Father, beyond the gifts that you have so lavishly given us, we thank you for the giver. We thank you, Father, for you and the Son and the Spirit and the life that you've given us through the blood of your Son, Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you that while we were guilty, you came and took our place, paying our debt, taking our punishment, and defeating our sin and death and judgment and guilt and giving us life as sons and daughters. We thank you that we are not just forgiven this morning, but we are members of your family. 
And Father, we look forward today that we sit in our worldwide family with believers in a kingdom to come in that full banquet, that meal that we'll share with those who have loved you across time and across continents and celebrate the grace that we have all received. In these moments, Father, we give you thanks for your goodness to us and so many things, but especially your goodness to us in our Savior Jesus. It's that that we celebrate this morning as we come to the table. Thank you, God. It's in the beautiful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You don't need to be a member of Centennial Church. You just need to be a believer in Jesus. And I invite you to come and celebrate the grace of God. Come celebrate.